L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Conversations with Olivia Jade, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Conversations. I am so excited today. We have an amazing former Navy SEAL coming on the podcast, and this feels very unexpected for me as a guest. I did not think I would ever be able to have the opportunity to talk to somebody who's been through so much, and I want to share his stories with you guys. I want to learn about him, so please, let's welcome Mark Devine. Hello, Mark. Hello, Olivia. Nice to meet you. I'm Olivia. Nice Thank to you meet so much you. for yeah, coming my, on the podcast. My pleasure. I, I was just you. saying while I was doing like a little intro that I don't think I've ever talked to a former Navy SEAL before. So I'm very excited about this. Great. And uh, for those that don't know you, I feel like my audience might not be aware of who you are. So maybe you could give like a little background and how you got into, you know, being in this position that you've been in these past years. And um, yeah, and then we can just really dive into it. No, sounds great. I try to keep it short because I'm a little older than you. I don't know. If okay. you know or not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't tell. Yeah. So um, being a SEAL is actually my second career, my first career. And it, this relates to the, actually the, the topic or the subject of your podcast, Second Chances. You know, I followed all my, all of the right things, you know, the right things my parents wanted me to do, the culture. I, you know, went to a great college called Colgate. After Colgate University, I went down to New York to um, to work and also to go to school, an MBA at NYU. So, within two to you know two and a half years, I had an MBA and a CPA, and I was working on Wall Street, and I was off yeah. to the races. Right, pretty cool, <laughs> right? Except I was miserable, 
I literally mm. hated my job. I hated myself for not being passionate, I guess, about life. I, and yeah. I was miserable. You know, as I was looking at life, like everything started to get gray. And I remember telling my dad, I was at a wedding and he was like, what's wrong with you? And I said, man, I'm just not happy. Yeah. You know, and at least I had the self-awareness to say that. What saved me, Olivia, was um, I found meditation at 21 mm. years old. Right? This is 1985. I found meditation through a Zen master who was my martial arts instructor. And I spent a lot of time, I, I loved it because it gave me a reprieve from, you know, kind of the self-imposed suffering I was experienced trying to be something that I wasn't as a mm. white collar professional. Because I wasn't interested really or passionate about money. I really wanted to do something interesting and important, but I just didn't know what. And I thought that was what I was supposed to do because that was the story I was living. But meditation changed my brain, changed the way I thought, gave me new insights, new perspectives, and literally showed me kind of like my soul's calling, which was to be a warrior. And as soon as I accepted that, Olivia, I actually literally had a synchron you know, synchronicity experience where I, I learned about the Navy SEALs just by walking past a Navy recruiter's office. Mm -hmm. And there was a big poster on the window that said, be someone special. And it had, you know, cool guys happening you know what i mean right <laughs> not sure you'd be interested but a lot of your male listeners would be like yeah i know what cool guy she is <laughs> and uh, i was just smitten by this idea and it and so right there right this notion that i was going to be a warrior i meant to be a warrior this d disconnect with what i was actually doing right and then suddenly seeing what's possible and i had this major kind of paradigm shift it took a little while for me to grow the cojones to actually go for it, but mm -hmm. that's a whole nother story. So I joined the SEALs at 25, wow. went through um, class 170, was honor man and number one graduate in my class. We had 185 hardcore warriors and only um, 19 of us graduated and I was number one graduate. And then I had an amazing 20 year career as a SEAL, uh, 10 active duty, 10 reserve, but a lot of my combat experience came as a reservist and that led me to um, kind of where I am. I'm, I, you know, huge experience, um, formative there, you know, traveling to 50 or 60 different countries and being wow. on the edge. But anyways, I, I could go into more detail, but I don't want to bore you. So. No, this isn't boring. That's why you're on the podcast. We want to know. But can I actually ask you something about meditation? Because this is a little bit of like a personal question, but I really wanted to get into meditating for a long time and firm like, maybe from like a, per, like a beginner standpoint, sure. what is like, what's the first step? And then do you think if you hadn't had done meditation and found that you would not have probably gotten into the seals? I, I, I wouldn't have even considered it. Mm. And I certainly wouldn't have done as well as I did. Meditation, I think is the master skill. Uh, and it's, it's the number one skill that we need to, um, or tool that we need to use to develop our minds, to deal with the, you know, the exponential age, which we're in, as you're aware, mm -hmm. like your, your generation will be the leaders. Um, and in the way your minds have been trained is, is not a, it's not going to be able to cope with what's coming. Cause this, this, it was trained the same way, the train the same way my mind was to be trained until I found meditation. Mm -hmm. We cannot face and we cannot handle the explosive change that's happening with just, you know, school knowledge, right? With, with right. information. We're out of the information age. We're in the conceptual age. So what we need is basically massive creativity and spontaneity and intuitiveness and, and the ability to conceive of new things. That, that is found through meditation. 
and creative endeavors, you know, like what you're doing here. And so, you know, I'm not a big fan of traditional education anymore. I know it's great to have the credentials that I have, but I, I haven't mm-hmm. touched my MBA and I haven't touched my BA. I don't use anything that I learned, mm. but it, you know, I don't regret doing that training. I just, right. I just don't think it's, it's um, relevant for the age that we're in and there's new ways of learning. So back to your question, meditation for me, it's the science of mental development you know, beyond just downloading knowledge like they teach you in, in uh, school. Meditation is not just calming your body or just about the health benefits. It is about training your mind to expand your ability to perceive more, to, to understand why you exist and why you do what you do and to, and to make better decisions. And then uh, also to teach you how to um, control your attention and maintain radical mm. concentration so you can you know, accomplish a worthy mission or a worthy goal. How do you start that? Like what's the, cause for me, when I think of meditation, I think of like sitting in silence and like not letting my brain wander and trying to focus on, I guess, nothing essentially. I feel like that's like the, maybe like a misconception. That, that is, that's not a hundred percent wrong, but um, there are, there are several skills that are trained with meditation. This is one of the reasons why people struggle with it. Because it's not really explained or taught very well. Hmm. The skill that you just described um, trains concentration and it's, um, it's important um, to learn concentration so that you can control that attention. So that's a skill. It's also important to develop mindful awareness of what uh, patterns and um, background, you know, that have, that have conditioned your current life or the story that you're living so that you can rewrite the script of your life and, and assuming it's not written properly, because I don't want to make that assumption, but for many people, the script that they're living out is conditioned by their family and by their culture mm. and their religion. And it's not going to serve them very well, ultimately. And so mindfulness training helps us become aware of the um, background of why we do what we do or the context. So that's important. And you see my business is called Unbeatable Mind. So we, we teach these things. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, most people f- really flail and have trouble when they start meditation, especially younger individuals like yourself, because there really is a progression, just like, you know, are you an athlete? I know most of the people listening to you have some athletic skills. I imagine you do as well, right? I actually am. Yeah, I'm pretty athletic. I won athlete of the year when I was 12. That's the only uh, flex I have. (laughs) Yeah. So, so what's your sport? I used to play basketball and soccer and volleyball when I was younger. Okay. Well, let's choose soccer, right? So when you started soccer, when you first saw a soccer ball or someone, you know, tossed it to you, your parents bought it for you. You didn't just go out and suddenly play like Pele, right? Or some master, you know, you literally had to learn how to dribble that ball. You had to learn the rules of the game. Uh, You had to learn how to kick. You had to learn how to run with the ball. There's all sorts of skills that you had to work with. And, and you learn those skills in what we would call a a crawl, walk, run manner. That's how we would say it in the seals. You, you work like first you it's baby steps. What are the real fundamental basics? Well, meditation is very similar, right? And so jumping into mindfulness meditation is like going from zero to hero. Mm. And so there's fundamental things that you need to do to your brain and your mind and your body to be able to even have the capacity to sit and meditate. So what I teach is basically a breathing technique that de-stresses the body and calms the mind. I call it box breathing. And that is like someone just handing you the soccer ball and teaching you how to dribble it. 
it's it's really basic training, but it's even hard for. A I've heard of, of that. Yeah. Yeah, and I've been teaching that since 2007. I think I was the first person to actually call it box breathing and teach it. And wow. so it's like that's how you start. And if I were to, you know, if you were my client, I would say, okay, Olivia, we're going to just sit down and we're going to close our eyes and we're going to inhale for five seconds and we're going to hold our breath for five seconds and then we're going to exhale for five seconds and then we're going to hold our breath on the exhale for five seconds. And initially for the first, you know, three months, we're not going to really worry about what our brain is doing or what our mind is doing. We're just holding our attention on keeping that pattern going and we're going to do it for a minimum of five minutes up to 20 minutes a day. Ideally, it's 20 minutes a day. Wow. Mm-hmm. This is one of the reasons this practice alone was probably why I was so successful in SEAL training because I was yeah. always calm and, I, and, my, and the instructors are like masters at causing chaos and fear. And I was always really calm because I had trained this practice. L-A-S-I-K LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K LASIK.com from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in LA. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent 
telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Were you ever in a like a real life situation where you had to like, like let's say you're in the seal, something yeah. insane is happening? Do you do you have time to take a moment and like start doing this? It, it is the master skill for everything. So once you train it, like one example is I was in a, um, I was jumping out of an airplane um, with a casual, on. yeah, and casual. Um, and it was at night. This is a, a static line jump, not a free fall jump. So I didn't have as much you know control over the canopy like it's not very nimble the static line and so i um but it was second off the the deck or off the um, ramp of the of the helicopter and it was a beautiful night so i was actually taking in the scenery it's like the moon was out it was just stunning it was in the desert of california it was training and suddenly i saw the first jumper coming right toward me now he should have been way away from me but he somehow did a full 360 and was coming right toward me and our procedures are you know if someone's going to come at you and you're going to have a mid-air collision then each of you pull your right toggle which is like steering to the right well okay. i pulled my right and he pulled his left and he collided with me and so we were only about 900 feet high at that point in time so he collides and my parachute just disappears it folds up into a ball right and i start plummeting to the earth right picking up speed and i have about eight seconds to live and immediately oh. I started box breathing, like immediately, because I had trained it. I didn't go into fear. I didn't freak out. I just started inhale, hold, exhale, hold. And I did like one cycle and my calm, my head went calm. And I, uh, all my um, safety precautions, you know, flooded back to me that we had trained, you know? And so I looked up and I grabbed my risers and I started shaking it and nothing happened. And I knew I didn't have time to do that again. So I punched my reserve or pulled the ripcord and punched my reserve, threw it out shook that didn't catch any i'm box breathing still calm i'm down to like 200 300 feet i look back up i grab my risers and i'm just breathing and i had this sensation that you know this isn't my time like this i was so calm yeah and so um clear and i felt like i had all the time in the world it's one of the things that meditation and breathing does is it gets you really present and in present moment mm. you feel like you have all this time so I shook the risers again and all of a sudden, poof, you know, like 50 feet above the ground, they caught air and I landed and I landed like a ton of potatoes, you know, a sack of potatoes and the miracle, I didn't break any bones, but that's an that example. That is right? I've had so crazy. So many examples like that, that, um, it, you know, it got me really fascinated with kind of this idea of, you know, what, what's possible with the mind, you know, can you slow time down really like, like uh, you see on movies with the ninja or right. the advanced martial arts, or can you speed it up? And, and I believe that you can, I believe that the human being has just this vast potential um, when you train your mind, but if you don't train your mind, then you just end up 
being kind of common and a victim right. or buffeted by, you know, everybody else's needs for you. So it's really important to train yourself. If you're not training yourself, then the world's training you. And yeah. That's, uh, it's so interesting too, because I'm such a big believer in everything you're talking about. Like, I think that like the power we hold and the control we have over our own selves is like insane to me. I was reading this book called A New Earth. I don't know if you've read it. Oh yeah, but, Eckhart Tolle. Uh, this is great. Yeah. Yeah. But it kind of reminds me a lot of what you're saying. And I think it is just like, I think a lot of people go to like a different place where they're like, I have to like freak out about this or they, I feel like we don't take the time as humans to realize like we do have control over situations. So just like hearing you speak about this is like inspiring for me who I'm not jumping out of airplanes or putting my life in risk every day, but still yeah. there's something to be taken away from it. When you were in the SEALs, what did you learn like the most about teamwork? And is it, it's one of those things, you know, when you're in that probably you can't do it alone. I would can't. assume they call it the seal teams for a reason, not the seal individuals. Um, mm -hmm. Nothing great is accomplished alone. In my opinion, you need a team, you know, even your podcast, you've got a team running. Can you imagine right. doing everything on your own? I, I've no. got a podcast. It's crazy. I've got like eight people involved. It's a lot yeah. of work in the seals. Um, first off, I learned that it's, it's a little bit counterintuitive, but you have to place as much emphasis and care as much about your teammates as you care about yourself. And the, you know, as you place emphasis on yourself, that's not common for a lot of people. Most people put all, you know, all their attention on themselves because they're in that egoic stage of development. And then they show up for the team and put out a little bit or some, but they don't put it out for the teammate. They put it out so that they don't screw up or so they look, you know, they look good or they don't let their teammate down. With the SEALs, we learned that literally our teammates are radically important to us and we can't accomplish the mission without them. And we will literally, we have such an incredible deep respect and trust and love for them that we're willing to die for them. I mean, that's right. an incredible level of uh, teaming. Um, most people only experience that like if you're a mother and a child or a father and a child, you know? LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us, they beat us, they burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. 
After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just to wrap up, what's like one, I know that obviously meditation we've talked about for a second is very important to you, but what's one life skill you think you could give to somebody or in your program that you've created, um, which what's it called? Unbeatable mind is your, well, the company's company? unbeatable, unbeatable mind is our training. We've got this new, um, a new program coming out in March called, um, unbeatable mind for the exponential age. Is this all online? Like, could could any human this sign up is, online? Yeah, anybody can do this. Um, you don't have to come to a live event for that. We we love our live events because that's where we really go deep and do the immersive mm. embodied work. But this program, because especially since COVID, I realized the only way we're going to reach more people is to do virtual training. And so we right. shifted. Um, we're in a virtual company, just like most companies now. And so this program is eight weeks long. And in it, I teach how to develop what I call the five minds of unbeatable mind, the body mind, the contextual mind, the strategic mind, the extended mind, and the integrated mind. And each one of these minds that we all have, when they're together, it's just your whole mind. But each one of these has a unique way to train it, unique tools to train, right? Um, probably the, the most profound is what we've already talked about, box breathing, right? So if everyone just started there, but you turn box breathing into a stacked practice. Mm. The stacked practice is when you combine different elements uh, of training into a singular training session. So if you did 20 minutes of box breathing the way that I do it, and I teach it to my advanced students, is to start out, just like I told you, just start out just breathing, just following that pattern. And that calms your body and your brain down. 
it literally really slows down the brain waves into an alpha, uh, low beta, high alpha state, which is conducive for, for learning and, and opening up to whole mind your heart and your biome. Mm. And then we, um, then we lock onto the box and we visualize the box or we, we uh, incite a mantra, right? And so that then takes the training, the breath work into a concentration practice, which deepens our ability to control our attention. SEAL is called that attention control. And so then we learn how to really focus. We learn how to declutter. We learn how to clear our mind, which is where you started and said, that's hard. Yeah, it is hard, but you start with just calming the body. And then we start by focusing radically on just one thing without worrying about when your mind wanders off. You just bring it back when you recognize that. So that uh, deepens, lengthens your ability to concentrate in terms of duration. And it gives you, um, makes you less distractible. So you can hold your attention. And so that I would do that for the second five minutes. Then the third five minutes, I do the mindful awareness where I just release the gas pedal on the concentration, which means I'm not efforting as much, relaxing my effort. But I create a metacognitive shift where I, I, I put my awareness in one side of my brain, in my right hemisphere, and I pretend, this is a little bit pretend, but you imagine that you're watching the thinker. So the left hemisphere of your brain is more the, the strategic thinking mind with the right hemisphere is your contextual mind. And so you create this metacognitive shift where you just be, start to watch passively the thoughts that arise in your mind. And this begins to give you the sense of, I am not my thoughts. And yet I can observe my thoughts and emotions as they arise and fall. And so you, you, you gain great um, separation from the whipsaws of your thoughts and the dramas. And it also creates that space so you, you can become non-reactionary and, and mm. instead pause in the seals we use the acronym pbta you pause you um, breathe that's a b then you think and thinking is like analyzing the quality of the thoughts and what's happening and then you act as opposed to just mm. acting right so that's the third skill and then the fourth skill it's it's in two parts one is to stop efforting whatsoever and to turn inward meaning when I'm watching my thoughts, I'm literally still outward focused, looking for thoughts. Turning inward means you literally turn your awareness around and you look for awareness itself. And over time, you find that aspect of yourself that is just aware of being alive beyond thoughts and emotion, even beyond space and time. And um, that practice right there is what I just described is like um, a holy grail for developing uh, whole mind uh, thinking and whole mind thinking, I think is essentially where we need to go as humanity because it connects the heart and the gut with the head. And we are allowed, uh, allows ourselves to use all of that thinking capacity, e even our, our body and, and the energetic field around our body as part of our, you know, thinking, you know, being our thinkingness. Right. right? So, we just have so much more information and so many more tools available. So we make better decisions. Wow. I will definitely take a lot away from this interview. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast and sharing your story and sharing all the amazing things that you know over the years. I promise right now I will definitely be trying to get into meditation after this. Good I feel very inspired. So you. thank you so not, much. There is no try. That's what Yoda said. Do or do not. There is no yeah. try. Yeah. <laughs> Period. But you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. I hope I get to chat to you soon in the future at some point. If you ever want to come back with more stories, you're always welcomed. 
I'd and, love to. Uh, I'd love to. And if anyone wants to know about that training, they just go to my personal website, markdevine.com and we'll help you Perfect. out. Perfect. Great. Awesome. Do you have social media that people can follow you on? I feel like that's sure. really where yeah. Instagram is at real Mark Divine. Facebook's at real Mark Divine. Twitter is Mark Divine. So D I V I N E. You can Google that. But thank Perfect. you so much. Thank Olivia. you so much. I, thank you. I appreciate you. it. It's nice to meet you. Good luck with everything. Nice to meet you too. Thank you. You as well. Thank you. Bye. Bye. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP the Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.